1: Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast.
2: Welcome to number 23 on the 49ers roster countdown. I got a little smirk on my face already because it's a kicker. It's the Robbie Gold, um, number 23. That's right. Kickers are people too, ladies and gentlemen. And, man, you got to be honest. Um, you don't have to have a long memory to look back and find the impact that Robbie Gold has had on the 49ers in the time that he's been here. Um, he wears number nine, six foot 190, 39 years young. That's what I'm talking about, entering his 18th season, um, which is incredible for I don't care the position. Um, it's incredible. Now, Robbie Gold's had some issues. He's had some injuries. There's no doubt about it. And that's going to happen when you're 39 years old in the NFL. And you can say, oh, he's just a kicker. And this kicker. Has never, not once, missed a field goal in the postseason. That is why he makes what he makes. And we'll go over that in detail. Um, He's from Mill Hall, Pennsylvania. Played at Central Mountain High School and stayed in Pennsylvania. Went to Penn State. Now listen to some of these... Uh, background information that we dug up, man, I I love that we are doing this. You know, when we said we were doing all 90 roster countdown, it meant everybody, uh, including the punter, the kicker, the long snapper, we do it all here, uh, (laughs) which it's, it's a little comical, but I think it's important. And, you know, you start diving into this stuff, you realize, man, it, it just brings so much more texture to this team and to this roster, Robbie Gold's dad was a three-time All-American soccer player and was drafted to the Major League Indoor Soccer League. Um, Robbie's entire career was to follow in his dad's footsteps as a soccer player but eventually chose to go for football in high school over soccer. He asked his principal to write uh, to Penn State a letter of recommendation. He did. They invited him for a tryout, which led to him being a um. A freshman walk-on, eventually earned a scholarship with Penn State his sophomore year and finished fifth all-time on Penn State's scoring list, which is awesome. Now, he's the 23rd kicker in NFL history to have at least 15,000 points in his career. I'm sorry, 1,500, my bad, uh, points in his career. Currently ranked second all-time on 49ers history for field goals made. 134 he's made with the 49ers. First place, uh, which I know some of you old hats are like screaming right now, and I hope you're right, Ray Wershing has 190. So for Robbie Gold to catch him and to be the leader all time for 49ers, he's probably going to have to come back for three more years. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, this is the last year of his deal, and he's getting paid handsomely, which, hey, he deserves it. Um, always celebrate when others get paid. We'll talk about how much money he's made here in a minute. Um, he's been absolutely clutch in the, in the postseason. 21 of 21 field goals in the postseason. He made every single one of them, and that includes three 50-plus-yard field goals, so it's not like he's just dinking and dunking. No, no, no. These are clutch kicks. In the blizzard at Green Bay, walk-off division, I mean, he's got some very electric, um, solid kicks that he has made. He was named the 49ers representative for the Walter Payton Man of the Year back in 2018. Uh, Probably one of my favorite things that the NFL does. These are people that make a positive impact in their community in some way. I mean, everybody on this team, man, it's very important to the 49ers what they do for the community, academics, things like that. A very, very high character building franchise Currently, it wasn't always that way, but it is that way now. Um, now he came over to us from Chicago, where his family still lives. Um, he's the Bears franchise leader in total scoring: twelve hundred 1200 point, twelve hundred seven points, two hundred seventy six field goals, twenty three fifty plus made field goals. Uh, he's got them all. Um, and again, in ten career postseason games, twenty one of twenty one field goals, thirty four of thirty four point after touchdowns. So what PATs? What what else you want him to do? Um, He started the Golden Touch Foundation in 2011 to help those in need. Big-time golfer. He hosts uh, charity events all through his foundation. Uh, They do a whole bunch of stuff, which is really, really cool. Um and again, in 2017, he received the 49ers Perry. I'm going to mess this up, man. I and I apologize big time. Yonah Mine um, Unity Award, which is presented to the 49ers player exceptional commitment to promoting un- unity within the team and their community. Um, Will go down as one of the best kickers of all time. There's no doubt. Whenever it's done, uh, go check out his website, RobbieGold.net. He does some unbelievable things in the community. Now, he was an undrafted free agent in twenty or 2005. He's been around for a minute. Um, and, man, he, he just keeps playing, you know, with Chicago for a very long time. He had one year with the Giants. Then he came to the 49ers. He's been with us since 2017. So when John Lynch and Shanahan arrived, they brought him in. That was huge. And I'm big on kickers. I really am. I think that they make a difference of about one and a half to two and a half games each year. You got a bad kicker or a good kicker. The 49ers had six games last year and including the postseason 2021 that were decided six games decided by a field goal or less. It's a big deal. It is a very, very big deal um he's been lots of accolades uh nfc special teams player of the week in 2005 pro bowl 2006 first team all pro 2006 special teams player of the month in 08 uh, i mean you can just keep going keep going last year um actually 2020 was the special teams player of the week in week 12 for the 49ers um anyway now if you look at his career earnings he has already cashed in 43.7 million dollars. Bravo, Robbie freaking gold. Um, That is a very valuable leg, and hats off to him and his family. That is some generational wealth. That is awesome. Um, He's played in 249 games, and if we look at his career stats, here we go. 485 field goal attempts. He's made 420. 86.6% 86.6% overall, longest 58 yards, 255 touchbacks, has not missed a field goal in the postseason. That's probably the most important thing that's going to go down in his career. Uh, hopefully, that streak continues. Um, he's a lock to be here. He's not going anywhere. There's 0% chance he's cut or traded or anything. He's here. It's the last year of his deal. I don't think he'll be back next year. Uh, He has been very avid that he wants to, if he does keep playing, he's 39, he'll be 40 next year, that he would go back to Chicago. That's where his family's from. Um, But I think this is probably going to be the last year of Robbie gold. And I'm very thankful for the time that he has brought to the 49ers, two incredible runs, 2019, 2021. Can we add an incredible run in 2022? If we do, Robbie Gould, for sure, is going to have to deliver on some key moments. The NFL is just too competitive to not have close games, and the 49ers have more than anybody else out there. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. So, download the app today. Use code 49ERS49ERS 49ERS, for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ERS for a first deposit match up to $100 over on Price Picks, Pick more. Pick less. It's that easy.
1: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator
2: The 49ers roster countdown continues with a fan favorite, one of the best humans that has been through a lot on this team and just such a cool story, such a great man, Aziz Alshire. He is unbelievable. Number 22 on this list of most important 49ers for this season, Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to detail his journey, which is incredible. If you haven't heard it before and you don't know what this kid has done, um, he's 24 years old, still very, very young, uh, just in his life and how he got to where he is. Please stick around. We're going to be going uh, just recently released footage of him working out, which is important because he had not one, but 2 offseason surgeries. I was pretty concerned if he'd be ready for training camp week one. Those doubts continue to be put to rest with his workouts that he's putting out. Looks to be in tremendous shape. But he he's a fun player. 6'2", 228, as I said, 24 years old. Jersey number 51, man, and you see him everywhere he played all three linebacking positions last year uh started at sam then went to will then went to mike then back to will then to sam um he's just been all over the place and that's kind of who he is trustworthy um dependable and duct tape he can fix it all from hillsboro um high school uh tampa bay florida right that area he was a three-star recruit coming out of high school. Now, if you just look at kind of what he did in high school, and played for Earl Garcia at Hillsboro High School, uh, credited with 236 tackles, which is nuts, um, 11.2 tackles per game. His career tackles, uh, 151 solo, 15 sacks, two interceptions, five forced, f- five forced fumbles all in the high school. And again, he was credited with blocking eight field goals. Dude, just production. Just production. That's kind of his thing now. He was undrafted and, you know, didn't land at a heritage school, went to Florida Atlantic, the Owls. Um, linebackers and running backs kind of had a similar depreciation perhaps. It's so it's weird because they just don't get the draft pedigree that they used to get. It used to be one of the primary, um, you know, first targeted positions in the NFL, and both those have just kind of descended. Um, now, two-time All-State player, two-time All-County and All-Conference selection, team defensive MVP honors not once but twice. Dude was just bananas. Um, now, before we jump into his college and kind of what he was able to accomplish there, um, his name is pronounced Aziz, uh, right, U-H, if you look at the pronunciation, Aziz, and it's Al Shire um al shire so like if you think about like the hobbits right the shire uh, al shire so aziz al shire is the way you pronounce it which pronouncing things is not my thing so hopefully <laughs> that helps somebody out there he was the recipient of the wilma rudolph student athlete achievement award which honors any collegiate student athlete who's overcome great personal academic or emotional odds to achieve academic success right uh, we know this with this roster in particular academic success is key which he has clearly done but it wasn't easy um he grew up with a family of 9 raised by his mom only and you know in 202012 20 sorry 2012 that's better um one night aziz woke up uh, to the uh, smell of smoke and was the first one to wake up their family and get everybody outside to safety as they watched their house burn down Uh, So saved his entire family. I mean, absolutely heartbreaking situation for a young kid that's still in high school. After that, the family had to move, you know, in and out of motels and all those things during this process. Aziz didn't even have a bed. He didn't have a bedroom, slept on the floor, um, all while still performing academically and playing football in high school, doing all of these things. And then on top of that, because, again, if you know anything about like schools and transitioning athletes, it's difficult. You can't just change districts. So what he would have to do, he would have to ride two hours on the bus each day just to get to football practice, taking the public bus. Um, a lot of times only ate once a day because his family didn't have money and he would save his food that he would get at school sometimes for his family members back home uh, for his brothers and sisters I mean it was unbelievable then on top of that um, as things kept going and whenever he went to college a couple of his siblings were not doing well um, obviously living situations were great not doing well in school things like that so um, what he did then is he took a couple of his brothers and moved them back in to his uh, campus room and took care of them, made it change schools and try to basically, I mean, this is like a single dad on steroids for his little brothers. I mean, it was just awful. Um, the things that he had to do and you know, this guy's just, he's the freaking man. Um, And, you know, the quote that he said whenever asked about this was, quote, all you can do is put forth the effort, and I believe I've done that, end quote. So somebody that was able to not only champion his family, not only protect his little brothers at extreme cost, sleeping on a floor. How many high school kids do you know ride two hours on a public bus, eat once a day, and be an all-state football player? This man, a 24-year-old man, is the epitome of humanity and what is is beautiful. You know, ESPN and NFL they like doing these like heartthrob stories and stuff and you know one day this guy's going to have a probably a movie or a book made about him and rightfully so because part of being a fan and this is important for me. You know, I I wear the hats and the jerseys and I buy my kids the jerseys. I don't buy the best player jerseys. That's not who I am. I buy the best men jerseys. And Aziz is exactly that. Um to say easy to root for that that's an understatement this is a man that you feel like you know and not that i'm rooting for him but like man he helps me be a better player i've never met him never even met aziz right but what he's accomplished and overcame it's freaking beautiful it's absolutely beautiful now if we look at what he did just in his time in college as a true freshman in 2015, um, for the Owls, I mean, he was he was nuts. Showed up ready to go. He was FAU's co-newcomer of the year. Earned a spot on the Conference USA's all-freshman team. Named Freshman All-American. Um, you know, played a lot of games. Got a lot of uh, work. So much so that the sophomore year, 2016, he was a preseason conference USA all-conference player. Preseason. That's the trajectory. All while taking care of his two brothers. I mean... Freaking incredible. And just showed up double digit tackles almost every freaking game. Um, he was the team's defensive MVP, um, named Conference USA honorable mention, finishes sophomore campaign with 93 tackles. Like, dude is a tackling machine. Junior year 2017. Yeah, you can go through it again. First team conference USA. Phil Stills magazine first team all conference, led conference USA in total tackles. Now his senior year 2018 missed some games. Um, but it didn't change the fact of what he was able to accomplish in his four years in college, you know, graduating over 200 solo tackles in his time, 31 tackles for loss, seven and a half sacks, one interception dude just played everywhere, but the injury late kind of made it to where he didn't get invited to the combine. He didn't get to go through all of his workouts and all that stuff. We don't even have metrics for him. And that caused him to kind of slide underneath the radar. And so whenever he came into the NFL, he was an undrafted free agent. And he's gone from undrafted free agent, which we'll detail his pro career here in a second. But in 2019, he was the 49ers Community Relations Rookie Player Award winner. Again, somebody that went through it, And now, you know, as a rookie, shined in the NFL because of just who he is as a person. Now, if you look, he's undrafted. And in 2019, that was his first year, the same year the 49ers made it to the Super Bowl, right? He made appearances in 15 games. And man, he got 174 defensive snaps, kind of earned his way up to that sam position. Uh, the third linebacker that would come in and out, right? You have your either your nickel back, who was one Williams, if there's three wide receivers or more, right? But if they're in a base offensive formation, that's when you go for three. And if you don't know what that is, um, we're doing a full breakdown on Patreon now. Just football one one. Um what is you know? What is base personnel? What does 12 personnel mean? What's 22 personnel? What's that mean for the defense? What are the run gaps? What are the cover three schemes, cover six schemes? So if you want to learn a little bit more about the X's and O's and simplified with visuals, what that means, um, head over to Patreon. We're, we're breaking it all down. We're doing a whole series. Uh, we already got four parts up, I believe. Uh, about to do a whole other uh, offensive uh, thing on there that I've been working on. So those will be released soon. Patreon.com slash 49ers Rush Podcast. Um, head over there if you want to check that out now let's look real quick let's let's shoot let's throw up the film um here is video that was released yesterday i'm recording this on the 20th this was released on the 19th of aziz training the offseason he had not one but two offseason surgeries um in this past year so he's overcome a lot as you can tell by the video if you're you know watching us on youtube looks like he's ready Now, obviously, one of his issues was a shoulder slash arm. Can't tell with this, but the knee looks good. I was very hesitant about if he was going to be ready for the start of the season. Not anymore. Lower body looks good. Shoulders, we'll see. You can't really tell with this video, but it's where it is. Now, back to what he has accomplished just since he came into the NFL so snap counts things like that 2019 year 174 defensive snaps special team 239 so he's linebackers are huge and fundamental whenever it comes to special teams 2020 year 305 snaps you know it, it, it's growing because he kept that sam role for much longer than 252 special team snaps then we get to last year. I'm going to pull that film down. When we get to last year, 730 snaps. He played 89% of snaps on the year defensively. Fred Warner missed some time. Drake Greenlaw missed a lot of time. He took over. He 13 starts. I mean, this guy was awesome, and he missed time. He got 89% of all defensive snaps and missed four games. Um and only 25 special team snaps. He made himself so valuable, couldn't put him on special teams anymore. You just couldn't. Um, now, I love Aziz. Probably the reincarnation of Quan Alexander, who this front office loves, right? Because the explosives that he brings—that's what Aziz is—is is explosive. Missed tackles, they're a concern. Where do the 49ers value him as he's going into his contract here? They love him and Drake Greenlaw. I think Drake Greenlaw is ahead on the depth chart. I don't. I don't think there's any. You know, whether you're Team Greenlaw or Team Aziz, you're right. Both are good teams. There's not a right or wrong answer. Just do you value consistency more and fewer missed tackles, or do you uh, value negative plays more? Because this dude will cause more negative plays than Drake Greenlaw. That's what he is. You you want more tackles for loss, more sacks, more big hits, things like that. That's Aziz's department. You want more consistent, that's Drake Greenlaw. The good news is 49ers have them both. And no doubt in my mind, the 49ers have the deepest linebacking core in the NFL. Not even close. Uh, These three are unbelievable. I think Aziz could be the starting middle linebacker for at least 10 teams in the NFL. For us, he plays linebacker three. You look at whenever, you know, they got down in the playoffs, it, it was, you know, the Mike and Will, which were out there almost all the time, was Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw. And then Aziz would come out for the nickel pack. You know, if it was nickel, he'd come out of the game. If it's 4-3 base, he'd come in the game. I think that's probably going to stay, but injuries happen. You know, he started 13 games last year. Um, I, I We're going to see a lot of Aziz. Now, at the end of 2022, it's going to be interesting. I don't think there's any way... The 49ers will extend both Dre Greenlaw and Aziz. They're going to have to decide. Um, We'll have to see what happens. But for this year, in this countdown, number 22, Aziz is so imperative to what this 49ers defense can do throughout the year. That depth they have at defense. And, man, if you want to try to bully the 49ers on offense, good luck. Against that defensive line and those three linebackers, whew, I don't care if there's one, two, or three injuries The 49ers now have the depth to overcome that. And this is going to be a top five defense. I'm telling you right now. It's going to be a top five defense this year, and I'm all for it. I love Aziz um, as a player on the 49ers, but probably more important than that, I love Aziz for the person that he is and what he's done. And if he does not come back to the 49ers, which is going to be hard to do, I want to see this guy get paid. He deserves it. Um, I'll be pulling for this guy. I don't care what team. If this dude went to Seattle, I would root for him. That's my uh, affinity for who he is as a human and a player. I love this guy. I hope you guys do too. And, man, again, talk about the difference, you know, this countdown makes, which it's an unintended consequence. I, I didn't know it was going to be like. That. The whole purpose was – I want to educate or we want to educate, not my idea. Um, we want to educate the fans to know who they're rooting for more than just a football player and a number. And I have found, just in going through these stories, which, you know, Josh and Anthony doing all the research and getting all this stuff prepared, thank you. Uh incredible job, this entire 90 freaking player profiles. That's a lot. Um, but man, I, I'm finding myself, you know more excited and more enamored with these people and excited to see the journeys they go on. Cause I know it's not just the 49ers, you know, it's players change and that's okay. But hopefully you guys have enjoyed this and you, you grow more respect for who these people are behind the helmet, right behind the Jersey. Cause they're people. 49ers roster countdown continues with number 21 little bit of a surprise no way in the world I thought he would be this high ending last season number 21 new starting center Jake Brindle (laughs) he says with a question mark look there are a lot of reasons to believe Jake Brindle will be the guy uh, snapping the ball for Trey Lance in 2022 there's also some reasons not to. And if you had to ask me, the biggest question mark on the entire team, not just the offense, it's right here. If Jake Brendel can be the guy that the coaching staff thinks he can, then all right, the 49ers are going to be just fine. However, if you were to ask me a question, what made the 2022 season go wrong, I'm going to say inexperienced interior offensive linemen. That is where it could go wrong. Uh, A young quarterback, you know, starting for the first time, you know, he had 10 quarters, started two games in 2021. Trey Lance, we're talking about here. But this could be an issue. However, let's dive into the past of Jake Brindle. Let's try to answer some questions, uh, get to know him a little better. And, man, again, you know, the theme for this entire roster is intelligence. He's got it in spades. He wears jersey number 64. Um, he's 6'4", 299, which he bulked up considerably after the – the combine which he went undrafted in he was way too small i'm um, entering into a sixth season he's 29 years old so while he does not have a lot of play time and game experience he does have a lot of experience in the system um now he's from dallas uh, he played at plano east senior high school in plano just north of dallas he was an economics major and got into ucla and was on the honor roll at ucla very intelligent guy now his family Growing up, they were really, really big in musical theater. Um, so, musical theater, intelligence, and fishing. That's what this guy is. Like a very well rounded individual for sure. Huge fishing fan, still considers it his favorite hobby today. Um, in high school, he played defensive tackle his first two years in high school, then moved to offensive line his junior year, was named team captain that year as well. And yeah, he was a stud. Two team, first district, uh, first team all district, offensive line junior and senior year. And again, Plano schools, they play some good football up there. Uh, he received the Coach K Award for academics and athletic balance. At the team's banquet in 2011. Two time All Pac 12 um, in 2014 15 for the Bruins. Stepped in, played really, really well. Um, UCLA's athletic director honor roll nine times. Nine times. This dude has got, I mean, economics honor roll. That's pretty incredible at UCLA. Now, a couple other things that I thought were kind of interesting. Um, he's interested in career and law after football. So this is somebody, you know, football. He's made some money, I think just over, I think right at $2.5 million um, so far. He's on a league minimum deal this year, but he's going to take over. He wants to do law after football's over. He did opt out of the 2020 season for the 49ers, which is interesting. He's been with us for a minute, but again, like not a lot of playing time. Um, and Coach Forrester, who's probably the number two offensive coach behind Kyle Shanahan. I'd, I'd even put him ahead of Anthony Lynn. This is a Forrester guy. So if we look at the defensive side, like, okay, if you look at Chris Kusarik in the D line, Kerry Hyder's his guy. He brings him with him everywhere he goes. He flourishes, right? The exact opposite, right? If you reciprocate that to the offensive line, Chris Forrester and Jake Brindle, same situation. Um, nothing but praise during the camp from almost everybody. Now, I want to see if this will work. This is uh, Trey Lance talking about Brindle and all the time they spent the previous year together.
0: Yeah, Jake, Jake handles it, um, honestly, for the most part. That's kind of how our offense works. Um, you know, I have things that we can do um, from the quarterback standpoint, but for the most part, you know, the center's making the calls every play, so uh, past that, uh, I got to spend a lot of time with Jake. Obviously, I took, you know, all my reps pretty much with Jake, and, and Jimmy was with Alex last year. Um and obviously, you know, sad. I wanted to play with Alex for sure, but super excited for Jake. I mean, Jake's, you know, three lockers down for me. We uh, we were together, you know, one of the first two in every morning, Jake is. Um, and I know he's one of the last guys to leave. Uh, so he works super hard, and his athletic ability is one thing I think that, that stands out about him.
2: There's a lot to take away from that. Uh, again, he said, you know, Jimmy was with Alex Mack last year. I was with Jake every day. Lockers are close to each other. They're the first two in every day. So the familiarity aspect of Trey Lance and Jake Brindle, simpatico, right? He probably has more experience with him than anybody on the roster. So you got these two new pieces that you are plugging in, and you're going to see how it goes. Uh, I don't think that this is, if Jake Brindle steps in and struggles, we'll go through those possibilities and a little bit later, what the answers could be. Um, not that I'm projecting that, but you do have to have a contingency plan, right? When you're building a roster, uh, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. That's kind of the idea here. But the experience that Trey Lance has with Jake Brindle cannot be understated. It's gigantic. Now, what is Jake Brindle? Number one, if you just look at his play tape, which there isn't much of athletic to a T might be the most athletic Offensive lineman not named Trent Williams. I mean, the dude is athletic. Listen to these measurements. Um, You know, 40-yard dash, he ran a 5.01. That's top 90% for centers. Bench press, 25 reps. That's pretty average. Three cone, 7.31. Top 90% for centers. Vertical, 28 inches. 20-yard shuttle, 427. Top 97%. So you want quick lateral agility? This guy's got it in spades. Uh, 40, three cone, short shuttle. We're all in 90 percentile or better. And his athletic comp, just numbers on his testing and measurements. Jason Kelsey is the number one. He has an 86% match. He's the closest comparable. Now, I'm not saying he's Jason Kelsey. Obviously not. He hasn't played very much in six seasons. Next up, Nick Mangold at 70. Like, he is an athletic undersized center, which is paramount. For the Kyle Shanahan scheme. So he fits that. Now, here's Trent Williams, the most athletic lineman probably in the NFL, talking about Brindle and what it takes to be on this offensive line.
1: I mean, that's why he's here. That's why all of us are here. I mean, we to be in this offense, you have to be an athletic offensive lineman. And I think you can look through that whole room, man. Everybody's an athlete in their own way. And Jake is definitely an athlete, definitely a quick-twitch guy, definitely has short-area short quickness, which makes him a great center.
2: Now, and here, here's where it gets, I don't know, you see me squint my eyes a little bit, try to focus, <laughs> like, it, it's just, okay, here's his journey, okay, let's just be honest, let's just say what it is, undrafted in 2016, so not seen as a starting level player, okay, Miami in 2016 played in one game, Miami 2017 played in 16 games, by far his most involvement um season Miami 2018 four games he got three starts then went to Denver nothing happened they cut him went to the Ravens nothing happened they cut him 2020 comes to the 49ers ops out due to COVID last year he played in you know a handful of games but not very many snaps uh and whenever I say not very many snaps I mean like no snaps listen to these snap counts He played six snaps with the (laughs) Warriors last year. Uh, 176 snaps in 2018. That was the most of his career. 67 snaps in 2017. So you're talking about somebody hasn't even had 250 snaps. Now in his career, that's over six years. And the most involvement he's had, you got to go back to 2018. That's a long time ago. That's a long time ago. Uh, So not saying he hasn't been working or he hasn't been improving. He just hasn't been playing in games. Um, Now, we got to say this, okay, in the small sample size that is 250 snaps, he's never allowed a sack, that's positive, he has allowed three pressures, all right, pressure to snap rates, not terrible, Um, but during camp, guess what, yeah, he he took all first team reps, all of them, it doesn't seem like there's much of a competition, they're going to let him run with it, and if it goes bad, what are some of those options, okay, so let's jump into some of those now, because... If what the 49ers want, what the coaching staff wants, is Jake Brendel take this and run with it. Start every single game, be solid, you know, just looking for average center play. Let's just be honest. Like, you're you're not Pro Bowl level. That ain't happening. You're looking for average center play, which in our system, in the run game, he can make up for. I'm worried about the pass game. Kenny anchor? that's what I want to see. Well, we'll have to wait and see there. If he struggles early, I think they slide Brunskill from right guard to center. Then you put in a new guard, whether it's Jalen Moore, um, you know, one of the rookies, Spencer Verford, Nick Sakil, what it like put Colton McKivitz, whatever, I don't care. That's if he struggles early. If he struggles late, the longer he is able to maintain that center position, that's gonna open up the window for possibilities. Maybe one of the rookies stepping in at center. Burford, they said they he's athletic enough to play center when they draft him. Nick a kill. They say long-term center could be a possibility. Donovan West, one of the priority free agents, if he gets up to speed. Or even Don Terry Poe. Um, not Don Terry Poe, sorry. Jason Poe, I apologize about that. Um, Undrafted free agent, again, just freak that can kind of do everything. There's options, short-term, long-term, and also some free agents out there. Let's just be really honest. J.C. Treader has been a very hot name this entire offseason. Um, that's a possibility. Matt Paredes, Nick Martin, there are zone scheme fit centers on the shelf. So if training camp isn't going the way you want it to, if preseason doesn't go the way you want it to, guess what? You pick up that phone, uh, you can fortify this. Because I think the long term answer for center is in the building, right? Burford, Skill, West Poe, one of those options, maybe Brunskill none of those guys are ready you want to keep brunskill where he is at least that seems to be the case but man like can they get ready in time i would like nothing more than jake brindle to just take this starting job and run with it uh he's 29 is he the long-term answer probably not he's on a vet minimum deal he's on a one-year one million dollar deal no guarantees so i don't know um Scares me him only starting three games. Scares me he's only had 250 snaps. Positives. He knows Trey Lance better than anybody in the NFL. That center to quarterback ratio. uh Relationship. It's pretty damn important. Um, So. We'll have to see here. This is one of the ones. This episode. I got him at number 21 for most important. Gosh. If he just is average. Just average. Then holy cow. 49ers going to be okay. But. If you had to ask me, right, if you come back in the time machine and say, you know, the 2020 49ers had a losing season, why? I'm going to say this is the reason why. The personnel at the center position and interior offensive line, left guard, that's got to be in there as well. Aaron Banks, we'll talk about him later, but gosh, I hope Jake Brindle takes off. And again, if you could rub a magic lamp and give genie powers to anybody on the 49ers team— Freaking Jake Brindle. I want to say thank you to Josh and Anthony, executive producers of this show. And for the 40 Hours Rush countdown, we're just going to keep counting it down. 20 more, 70 down, 20 more to go.